Hello, and welcome to If I May. This is the first of hopefully many episodes in which I take the time to ponder and discuss openly, and hopefully in the future with other people, uh, my thoughts. And normally, my thoughts can be very deep, uh, very intertwined with other thoughts, um, and of differing subjects and uh, in that a lot of times in my casual conversation with friends or I guess not so well casual yeah casual conversations with my friends I'll usually start with something like if I may and that's where the title to this came from so today if I may share some of my recent thoughts over time this will become much more uh, organized, um, but bear with me. Recently, I've been working on developing myself. Um, as the time goes on, I'll open up and share more of my story, but I have a lot going on. <laughs> and as we all do, I mean, it's 2022 and we live in America. You know, the first world countries. The first world country system is hectic, no matter where you are, I'm sure. Um, but from my own experience in America, I know for a fact. Anyways, I've been working on developing myself. I started seeing a psychiatrist. I started going to the doctor regularly, getting treatment for my health. Um, in a you know certain, uh, I have a condition, a very very rare medical condition called Hyaline fibromatosis syndrome. I was diagnosed at the age of four, and basically I've been living with it uh, since then, my whole life. It's a progressive condition, so as I get older, it just continues to get worse. So alongside, you know, the tough times we live in, uh, you know, as human beings, I just have this extra burden that kind of dwells over me. And I, I realized in the past 10 or so years, um, and the, it, yeah, I've realized over my lifetime and, and much more so recently that I, that it really does and it is more and more taking just as much of a uh, physical or mental burden to bear as it is physical. And so I've been trying to get help with that. I've also been trying to move up and better myself career-wise and set myself up for a positive future. Um, it's hard for me to choose a specific ideal future, you know, aside from very specific things, but a general, a general idea of the direction and place I want to be is very tough and ever-changing. You know, I've at one point dreamed of being a minister, a pastor, a missionary a doctor, a surgeon, you know, a philosopher, a psychologist recently, and uh, my most recent choice, uh, kind of been between psychologist and, uh, or going into at least psychology, and going into uh, graphic design. I have been really doing a lot of thinking which i i always do my mind is non-stop it's always going 
and uh i mean the the main part of the main part uh, what i really want to do is share some of the thoughts that have been going through my head which with many of which i've already shared with a close friend um and i find that a lot of times when i write down my thoughts uh that they they come out a little better and a little clearer than when i just try to impromptly speak them uh however there are times where they just kind of come to me so i'm going on in those times i'm going to try to uh, gather them uh, more readily if nothing else uh, well yeah gather them more readily write it down and have it to share and then some of the past thoughts that i've shared and already have written down i those are the ones that i'm going to be sharing early on in this podcast and the ones i'm going to share today i've been working been working <laughs> uh last uh what 8 years in a dental field before that i worked in the pharmacy field basically uh, right now kind of medical tech field not really dental but uh anyways they're all both very similar and i've run into the same obstacle with both I do very well at both. I get lots of good feedback and uh you know, hear good things and always, you know, one of the top people. But find it extremely difficult to move up to to yeah, to grow um especially professionally. I I hate the the business uh what do you call the what is it (laughs) business politics sorry business politics political correctness all of that stuff it's not real and i don't like it i like real um especially in hectic unwanted environments you know like no one wants to work you know we work i mean i'm sure there are people but i don't want to work you know, I don't, and and if I do work, I want my work to be gratifying, rewarding, and appreciated. And finding those three things together in a workplace has been exceptionally hard for me. And I know it's out there. I know it's possible. I've seen it, you know. And so that's what I'm searching for right now. Uh, at the same time, I'm trying to grow and better myself personally as well. So, like I said, I've been going to the doctor, seeing psychologist, uh, seeing a psychiatrist. Just started seeing, um, getting some medication for ADHD and hopefully uh, helping with, you know, some depression. That kind of comes and goes, you know. It depends on the circumstances of my life. But recently, life has been kind of not where I want it to be. And as I have very high standards you know i do with a little more depression than usual as do a lot of people there's lots of reasons to be depressed in this time that we live in and to be honest like i guess that's really part of just being human you know depression is part of being human in some sorts you know we all deal with it in one way or another at some point in time some of us more than others and but as human i feel we all deal with it but um, to go off of uh, the conversation I had 
today. I'm just going to kind of read the messages verbatim, so bear with me as I'm trying to locate specifically what I want to share, and then I'll expound upon it. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so I was thinking about, uh, because of my condition, I've had surgery on my hands, and I have a lot of stiffness in my joints, including in my hands, and, you know, there are times where it's semi-arthritic, so, you know, opening things, writing, yada yada, uh, it can all be difficult, you know, using my hands in general, uh, you, doing anything, any natural action for most people, I have to adjust in one way or another and, and have, you know, my whole life. But as I, as I get older and I, you know, this condition progresses and, you know, my body gets, I mean, I'm 30 now, so I feel like I'm, I know like a lot of people when they hit 30, they just feel like their body kind of aches a little more than it usually did. And for me, it's just even more intense. But anyways, um, so I, I kind of worried, you know, uh, last, last year. Yeah, actually, uh, last year, 2021, I had surgery on both my left and right hands, uh, removing s these nodules that grow subcutaneously from the condition that I have. And um, there were, they removed a total of, I believe it was 16 from one and 17 from the other. Uh, it was months of recovery at least three to be you know to have useful functioning use of my hand and rem the <laughs> removal or lack of existence non-existence of pain and um yeah it was one of the hardest operations that i've had or the hardest two and i've had close to 40 operations in my lifetime now but anyways, needless to say, my hands are much better, but I did lose uh, two fingers in the process, or par partially amputated two fingers. I lost the top digit, the top uh, section of the digit. And uh, my fingers are just a little more stiff than they used to be. Uh, gripping things is a little more difficult. The uh, scar tissue that grows back is never really as good as the original tissue. But unfortunately, it's very hard to keep the original tissue when these nodules tend to grow to varying sizes. And on my hands, they vary a lot, and there were a lot of them. Uh, but it is definitely better than it was. And um, just, to, just to stay in track, uh, I have another surgery coming up to manage you know I basically have routine surgeries will have routine surgeries for the rest of my life as of now to ma manage maintain and control these growths and so i have another one coming up this november or this month it is november this month a uh, couple weeks from now on the 29th um and hopefully the recovery from that one will be it should be for sure a lot better a lot easier and uh, a lot less painful. But anyways, my major of choice, as I said, was graphic design. And today I was thinking about that as my mind is always going. And I said to my friend, one realization that I came to was one big potential issue for me 
with graphic design as a major is when it comes to drawing. I may have issues hand drawing things that would require that would be required as a part of many art classes. So now I'm second guessing myself. And it's very hard for me to uh really choose one direction in life. I have a lot of interests. I like a lot of things. So choosing one to really pursue is very hard. Especially when in the past the few that I have pursued didn't turn out or end up the way that I initially desired them to. The ideals that I created in investing in them just didn't pan out and it just led to a lot of pain. Uh and I guess I'm a sensitive I'm a sensitive person. I I want I'm I'm a passionate person. So, you know, wins are a bit I I want to overcome. I want to get caught up in what I do and I want it like I said, I want it to be meaningful. And you know, so if I when I invest in something like that, I'm investing all of me. So when it doesn't work out, pan out in the manner I desire, then you know, it feels like a part of me is ripped out, you know, like like losing a close friend or something. Like it's a dream that I really held on to and was attempting to make a reality. And you know, we only have so much time, so it's how can I choose? You know, with so many interests, it's 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 just a predicament that I and I'm sure and I know many others can relate to. Needless to say, I feel that the opportunities that would come with graphic design a major in graphic design, uh, potential to work for myself, uh, getting more in touch with my creative side. As much of my life thus far has been more on the intellectual, um, on an intellectual basis, and not that I'm not intellectual enough, but I've come to realize there's a really strong creative uh, drive force inside of me. And I want to tap into that, as I really appreciate creativity in others, especially original creativity. I'm going to have issues with most any career path that I choose, as the as the antagonists, for lack of better terminology, of my condition is any kind of friction. Using my hands, using my feet, sitting down, getting up, walking around. All of these, this movement and friction, you know, picking things up, typing, writing. It all causes and aggravates these nodules, causing them to grow. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's very unknown and randomized as to how fast or if they will grow. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I can hit an area really hard and a nodule never grows there. And other times I, you know, I sleep on a pillow and they grow on my ear. You know, I, there's no really, there's no preventing it. So that can be very overwhelming. And at the same time, so it's kind of a damned if I do and damned if I don't situation. But for me, the, I, I'm completely against 
disability, going on disability, having little to no worth, literally. And the worth that I have is decided by a government that doesn't care. It's shown throughout the system. The way that the systems work, the way that society works, it doesn't care. So I don't care to be controlled or valued by that. I want to create my own value, and that's why I want to do something of meaning and create something of meaning. And to do so, I just have to push through it in some ways and find ways to adjust. Um, but I've realized, too, you know, thinking about the future and how I can be successful going forward. I feel I really need therapy. And in the past, I really was kind of against it. I felt that, why? You know, why Why would I need, why does, the reason people need therapy is because they don't have good friends. They don't have a good network. And I guess, and you know, if, I, I mean, friends are hard for me to find. Good friends, even harder to find. Uh, support system, I haven't had up until this past year a solid steady consistent support system and so i guess i saw since i had to so often rely on myself and be strong for myself i saw that i saw i just saw therapy as another sign of my inadequacy But I've come to change my mind, you know, and things have changed and I change and I'm always willing to grow and trying to, as I said. And I have a hard time. It, I come to realize I have a hard time in shitty environments. If the environment I'm in is bad, if the environment I am is toxic to me, if the environment I'm in is stagnant, then I lose myself. I lose all motivation and all the vision that I once had. That's happening with the current position I'm in. It's happened with previous jobs I've had. And it happened when I last went to school almost 10 years ago. And I realized in thinking about that, that this planning and considering of the future just causes me to be more anxious and more worried. And I found that often to handle it, to deal with it, I do impulsive things to try to get in the moment, live in the moment, and get past my anxieties of the future. But then I, I realized, too, that Everyone has their struggles. Everyone has their obstacles. And for some, you know, it's tougher than others. And my my struggles are and obstacles are seemingly insurmountable sometimes. But I still, you know, I have hope and I have drive. And I just need to find a way around it. And have faith in myself. I've done it before and I... We'll continue to do it.
And now, if I may, move on to a little more lighthearted information. I'll talk a little more about myself and introducing kind of myself in the direction of the podcast in a in a brighter light. Uh, some interesting things about myself. I kind of a jack of all trades. Um, I'm good at a lot of things, and I've done a lot of things, uh, both you know, just for fun and you know, job, career. I guess not. I I guess career wise, job wise. Um, I've been in. I worked in IT. I worked as a pharmacy tech. I worked as a dental tech. I've worked as a distribution tech. A lot of technical work. Uh, I was a DJ for two years. I have started a lot of projects, creative projects. Um, I went into photography. Um, into I'm good at writing. Uh, I lean towards poetry, so I have a good collection of poems that I've written. It's been a little while since I've written, but I do have a good collection, and I still do write on occasion. I have delved lightly into creating music. I can sing decently, so hopefully I can put something together one of these days, find the inspiration, and and just give it a shot, you know. I have most... I have everything I need to... To do something. So, I don't have any excuses. I am a leap year, baby. February 29th. Um, what else? Well, I have this rare condition, as I said. Uh, the condition, and, you know, in a brighter light, it is very, it's very rare. Uh, most of the time, not most of the time, pretty much any time I meet a doctor and tell them what I have, they never heard of it. They have to research it themselves. Uh, the last I researched with in uh, America, there are only three. Uh, is it? I think it's America. I think inside America, and maybe the world. I think it's America. Sorry, but uh, only three hundred known cases uh, of this particular condition. So it's super rare. There's varying forms of it. So some people don't make it past infanthood. And others make it well on into adulthood. So I'm obviously one of the latter. And uh, so, yeah, I guess something to be thankful for, <laughs> as they say. Uh, cliches are pretty annoying to me. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. But um, you'll find that I have atypical ways of thinking, or at least it often feels that way in respect to societal norms. Um, I have a lot of controversial thoughts. Uh, another reason for the name, if I may. Um, what else? Oh, I have two Shiba Inus. They've gained a lot of popularity recently. Right now I can hear them tearing up their toy box. Poured out all the toys and they're tearing up the box, which I've removed multiple times, so. Those stubborn Shiva, but I love them. Um, uh, what else, man? I I taught myself how to drive stick. Um, 
Like I said, I'm very into... I like music of all kinds of genres. Classical. Metal. Indie. Rock. Pop. Hip-hop. Rap. Dubstep. You know, I, I really like almost all of it. I like something of everything. Um, you know, genres of, like, movies and stuff. Thriller. Mystery suspense types are my favorite. Um... What else? I don't... I find it hard to read uh, due to my ADHD. Not to make excuses. But, yeah. Uh, so I don't read a lot. But when I do, it's usually nonfiction stuff. There's some... Uh, probably my my favorite book of all time, which is this, <laughs> ironically, uh, cliche, uh, but The Great Gatsby. And that's taps into a lot of the romantic side of me. Um, on on that, I am a type four enneagram. Uh, I may be saying that wrong. I may have always said it wrong, but I think that's what you say. Um, but yeah, so based on the enneagram personality type test or theory, I am an a four, four, uh, four with the three wing. Um, sexual, also, for those familiar, um. I am a, on the Myers Briggs. Uh, I am an INFJ. So the original, the OG rarest type, but no longer the rarest type. Um, all of all of which I kind of want to talk about in the future for sure. Dive a little more into it, more subjective, more in a more yeah, just dive more into it. You know, like have an actual episode or episodes where i discuss personality theories and kind of uh, psychology stuff that i'm into because i really like psychology also recently i've uh, been really into like watching cops and uh true crime stuff it's become kind of intriguing pretty intriguing very intriguing um yeah it's been interesting for me uh but like i said i'm really into psychology so kind of understanding the human mind and especially the more foreign parts of the human mind uh, is interesting to me it's something i really like to kind of dive into hence why i had thought about going into psychology um what else what else what else well i mean there's a lot of stuff but i mean as far as my like interests go um like immediate direct interests that kind of stand out the most to me right now those are really it and those are kind of the direction that i'm gonna go with with uh if i may i also would like to get into like q a so hopefully in the future i'll get a lot of uh, feedback from the community i hope to create and um for all the listeners out there from all the listeners for and from um of course i'd like to have guests as well i mean i don't really have an issue doing it on my own and will as long as i need to but uh two is a company you know and three is a crowd and i'm cool with both so and it's always like it's a good way to to keep my mind going and kind of really express what i want to uh, when i have someone to kind of bounce thoughts off of because 
except my mind's always running. So especially if someone is there with me speaking or throwing out questions, you know, I have questions and I can really dive into a subject. And I have found um, people really like to hear what I think. I have a very, uh, it sounds conceited the way that I'm saying it, but no. But, like, I just think about things in a very outside-of-the-box, in a very INFJ way. <laughs> That's the best way to say it, and the most humbling way to say humble way to say it, I guess. I, I am not a traditional thinker. And I do find, too, um, as probably is easily shown by the beginning, uh, my intro, that I that I realize, you know, I'm not a traditional thinker and sometimes it's troublesome not being able to think traditionally. And um but I mean at the same time thinking too traditionally also has its issues, you know. Uh I think in 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 a multi-perspective way, you know, w- w- the way that I think about things and the way that I conclude things is by looking at it from as many perspectives as possible and because of that i'm able to come to very understandable tangible not really tangible but like very easy to grasp but encompassing conclusions and and i want to be able to share that and also in sharing it, um, I will find, gather, and hear other perspectives that I didn't think of. And I'll be able to grow and understand even more why I feel what I feel. And uh, Yeah, and I mean, to me, that's the purpose of being human. That's the purpose. Yeah, that's the purpose of being alive is, is growth. You know, like, it's not the only purpose, but it is one of the main ones. And it's one of the simpler easy to take on in in a way uh you know potential goals in life uh, and i mean you know life is not fulfilling and i i can't see how life would be fulfilling if you aren't growing personally and yeah um but yeah, that's a lot of the direction. Oh, speaking of, also, I love The Office. I really like anime. And forgive me, I, I know a lot of times throughout my podcast, I will bounce around like like out of nowhere. And that's also because, like I said, I'm an atypical thinker. It's my ADHD, my, my uh, hyperactive brain, my nonstop gears up there just kicking around and uh, just rabbit trailing a lot. Rabbit trailing, just like, uh, it's, I I told my friend, this is kind of how I think. Um, and I think how I view the difference between how I think and, uh, how normal, how average thinkers think or tip more typical thinkers think the way that I think about things and the way that my mind works is like a, like a spider web. It, every every piece of the web, every string, you know, every section of that string are the thoughts in my head. 
So, you know, you pick a point on the spider web, and that point is a thought that I have. Well, that thought, that belief, or, and or that emotion, because for me, they're all very intertwined. They kind of make up the threads. That point is connected in so many other ways to so many other points. Whereas I think other people think more linearly. You know, they think from point A to point B, you know, and then if they're more or, um, shorter frame thinkers or more direct think, not necessarily direct, but I don't know, like uh, if they're more, yeah, just like more organized thinkers, they, uh, you know, maybe it's like ABC, you know, like, or one, two, three, but it's like in a linear path in a line. And kind of that line continues and and it's somewhat it's all connected in a way because it's connected in that line, but the branches aren't there. And the problem is I can't really show people the branches. And that's where I find trouble in explaining myself and and having and and gaining understanding from other people and how I get misunderstood a lot of times is because it's so it's easy to 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 communicate the point. And maybe a few things attached to that point. But to show the full scheme of how that point is connected to another, especially in deeper conversations, is really tough. And that's kind of how I view uh, myself and the way that I think. And also why I think it would be beneficial. It'll be beneficial. It'll be fun. It'll be enjoyable to go in and kind of be able to kind of build that starting here build a new web with the community that I that we build that you know with my listeners with those who take part and uh, you know I I hope for this thing to just like everyone else you know like anyone else I hope for it to blow up you know I hope for people to connect people to understand like find understanding in me or through me to relate um and and you know to gain a better understanding of themselves of what they feel of what they think um and just a an an air and openness to be themselves and express themselves you know like i really genuinely want this to be something authentic and meaningful just like everything else in my life you know and uh that's that's my goal and i really uh hope and i i I hope i mean i don't just hope i believe that it will you know and i look forward to it i i I look forward to all everyone who gets involved and takes part if i may last week i was watching a podcast a podcast i was watching youtube video true crime youtube um about this uh gamer i'm also a big gamer uh from i I don't even remember the specifics but uh not that long ago you know or 2010 ish i don't remember but anyways he was a he a professional gamer and uh, turned killer basically Uh, he was a professional madden player and ended up killing some people some other 
uh, opponents at a at a game after losing. Um, basically, when you, in hearing about it, he, you know, it's kind of typical, and in, in a lot of true crime stuff that I have listened to recently, and then it, even so myself, I have some. Uh, I'm adopted. <laughs> I left that one out earlier, but I have some, you know, things from my past and connections and with people in similar circumstances as i'm sure in some way we all do you know indirectly or directly and just wondering you know like i'm always thinking like what what could we have done better what could i have done better what can i do better you know when i have kids and and then thinking you know like just the the pain the trauma, the negative emotion that I have that co- correlating to my my family. And as we all do, like, I mean, we're human, so we, we impart trauma on each other, but there's ways we can better, you know? Like, that's the goal. That's what we're trying to do. Anyways, you know, when I talk to my parents, and my parents are more traditional, but strict, you know? Um, when I talk to them, uh, growing up with them, they were that way and we a, a a great disconnect was created by their parenting style their parenting style was basically even as an adult even in my on to my mid early mid 20s my parents always treated me like a child like they would never respect me as an individual as an adult if I had an opinion that disagreed with theirs, as long as I was living in their house, it was wrong. And to me, that's wrong. Um, and they raised me similarly to... I have uh, six younger siblings within my adopted family. One of them is biological. The rest are adopted. But I see them all as my, as my siblings. I see them all the same. They're all my brothers and sisters. And my adopted parents are my parents. I know my biological family as well. Uh, or most of, some of most of them, I I know my immediate biological family uh, a bit, but there's some through my parents' parenting style, some very bad things have come from my siblings, pr- primarily the male sibling. Well. The, the male siblings, all of which, aside from myself, have been in and out of juvie and group homes and psych hospitals. And even still, you know, for me, like, I have my damage. And I know that a lot of where they are currently, because they're all younger than me, um, two are still teenagers and one, the the biological brother is... Yeah, it, it potentially ruined his life at this point. And they, I know a lot of people tend to blame their family. And I feel, you know, as an adult, you know, you have to make a choice. You know, you're an adult, you know, like, so they don't make the decisions for you. So you got to choose to fucking let it go and, and move on. Anyways, uh, just trying to give you a little snapshot into where I am. But basically this kid, 
his parent at tw- he had troubles from a young age uh struggled with some mental health stuff his parents try um disagreed on the ti- the way to the parenting style of how to help the child and this disagreement blew up into a uh, divorce so at the age of 12 this kid's parents were divorced the mother was a toxicologist for the FDA and the dad worked at NASA. The dad felt that medication wasn't the right treatment. The mom felt the kid needed to be medicated. However, the mom was very disengaged when raising the kid. Um, And I'm paraphrasing a lot, but the kid's mental state was very poor. The kid became very antisocial, struggled uh, a lot in social places and was very uh like a hermit very closed off aside from you know this time this his gaming and his you know professional environment but the but basically an inability to take to handle the environment caused him to explode basically take out years of rage and trauma on a bunch of people, you know, and he was able to, I mean, and he justified it. And, you know, there's lots of, it's, you know, it's complicated. It's, it's always complicated. But I know of, I've, re- I've heard about and I know of personally similar situations where people, you know, you see it all the time, you know, like with Hitler, like to me, similar with Hitler. You know, the world that Hitler was trying to create, to me, was a world completely opposite of what he was. Like, Hitler had such self, like, Hitler had become so self-loathing that he strove to create a world and found a backing somehow that was completely opposite of who he was. I mean, the... From what I and 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 maybe I'm wrong on this and I need to educate myself, but that's why too I want to do this and because I know that there will be people out there will, who will correct me and help me better frame my understandings. But the the world he was trying to create was a, a world of blonde-haired, blue-eyed kids. Uh, uh, not kids, but people, uh, and he, which he wasn't, <laughs> you know, um. And maybe not directly, but indirectly, you know, that's how, that's how I see it. That's how, that's, to me right now, based on what I know, that's the only sensical thing. That's the only way it makes sense to me what he did. And I feel like if you understand people enough, no matter who they are, if you're able to understand them, then what they do will make sense in some way. Like, like, there's no way that it just, like, maybe it doesn't make sense under your logic, but by their logic, if you can understand their logic, then it would make sense. And, um, anyways. And it's hard to change someone's logic, and I think that's a big part of the issue when it comes to mental health and these severe scenarios, you know, with all sorts of things, school shooting, suicides, you know. It's just people caught in in cycles and p- 
pent up rage and sadness and trauma and you know people learning in psychology you know there's agreeable people and there's people that are not agreeable people who are less agreeable will be more to basically be in your face to act out to be more violent but at the same time everyone has their limits so the most agreeable person can lash out if pushed too far and moving on though like what i the conclusion that i come to that i that i see is that there's you know mental health is really big right now but there's a lot of people who struggle with mental illness there's probably just as many people and it's just because mental illness has just recently become you know in the last 50 years i don't know has just recently though become a big uh, issue not issue has become a big thing that we like we've realized it's a thing you know it's something that we're focusing on we're putting attention into and maybe it's longer than 50 like more than 50 years but it's something today that we can that we definitely look at and see but it's still something new you know like traditional parents are like oh we didn't know that we didn't realize and you know and maybe it was there but the the information information wasn't as available as it is today because today we have as as we all know we have access to unlimited information but even then you know we have our own struggle where it's hard to weed out and decide what is real information and what's not but regardless due to that factor in traditional parenting i feel that a lot of times mental illnesses are just blown up the rate at which they progress is is multiply is multiplied you know is increased rapidly by traditional parenting style and even if it's not even if it's like not a person with mental illness just in parenting in general you know to me i don't understand why parents see kids as lesser individuals as lesser beings especially when we argue against abortion and all this stuff like people want to say that a kid that a fetus is a kid and i'm not saying one way or another whether i'm not really sharing that right now but just as just to show the the just inconsistencies in in the logic of the world we live in right now people want to argue that a fetus is alive uh, you know is a thing or not is a being or not yet you literally have one that's born an actual being an actual individual and yet you don't treat it as such you treat it as something that belongs to you you treat it as something that is lesser than you you know yes it's something that came from you but only in part and regardless of whether it came from you just as a bird just as any other animal in creation in any in creation <laughs> just as any other animal living organism on earth it will become its own it's supposed to and no matter what your background belief is your spiritual or religious belief is you know that kid 
is on its own at one point in life. And and I feel that, you know, I don't even feel like it's how is it not obvious that the purpose of parenting is to raise that individual to know how to be an individual. Not to be what you want. And that's the thing. That's the thing that that's one of the that's what stands out to me is with my parents. You know, it's almost like whenever I wasn't what they want, whenever I wasn't what they wanted. (laughs) Sorry, check my English. Whenever I wasn't what wasn't what they wanted. It just sounds off. Uh, But whenever I wasn't what they wanted, they were against me. They were not necessarily against me, but it felt that way. They were hard on me. They were their softness, you know, was removed. They were h- harsh. Uh, you know, they would pressure me basically into being what they wanted. Showed little interest in actual and it's so ironic being that, you know, in this scenario, I didn't even come from them. Like, you know, so if if uh, you know, if a kid is if I was born, you know, if I if my genes were their genes, then maybe I would relate a little more. But even even then, it's not 100%. Even then, that person is their own person. You know, that's how we get great people. Because they're not, they're, they become their own person. You know, we get legendary people. Yeah, Martin Luther King's, you know, Gandhi's, Mother Teresa's, you know, Jesus, uh, whoever. And yes, every the thing is every single one of those people has their flaws, has their downfalls just like everyone else. So we we glorify them more than anything else, but but for a reason. You know what they did in life stood out enough to overcome and overcome not overcompensate, but overcome and compensate for their fallibleness, for their darkness and that's why like yeah i think a lot of times in society both now and before and hopefully it's leaning like hopefully we're headed the right direction and i know with me you know that i will treat my kid as an individual as their own person I'll have my hopes and my desires for them. And, and of course, you know, you have to teach them. And there are times where you have to be harsher and, you know, to protect them. But when it comes to, like, moving forward, like, you have to decide, is what you're doing what's best for the kid? Or is it just what's best for you? Because... I'm pretty sure I don't have a kid, so it's hard, you know. I may, it may be out of line for me to say, but I was a kid, so I don't think it is. But when you're a parent, isn't the kid supposed to be your life or the kids? You know, so... I don't know. It's just to me it's 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 saddening, it's perturbing. It's 
it's it's so weird it's stupid <laughs> that parents are so traditional parenting is so controlling and that it took so long to realize it and i know too is you know like i said the the times changing generational changes and how for the longest time parenting i mean the world was a lot colder than it is today you know it was a lot harder there was a lot less availability i guess or so i would think so it seems that to to deal with traumas But hopefully we grow moving forward. And hopefully we find better ways of taking care of each other and and the young people, the kids, even more. So that, you know, our future is a lot brighter than it can often seem now. And I feel there's a lot of things we can do to help control, not control, to help better, you know, the situations that we're in. It's so crazy to me thinking about how far we've progressed technologically. You know, we have self-driving cars, but when it comes to just making someone else feel understood and treating them as an individual and accepting that they have value equal equivalent to anyone else's that we all have value equivalent to each other and that the only fluctuation in value is based on the betterment of oneself. You know, the, the the simplest way I can put it is we've grown so much technologically, but socioeconomically and interpersonally, we still have so far to grow. And hope, hopefully, I can, through this podcast, if I may help create an atmosphere for such growth. Thank you for your time. Thanks for tuning in. And stay tuned for the next and the next and what is to come. And at the conclusion of my podcast, if I may, I'll end moving forward with a a poem, one of the poems that I've written, at least until I run out, and then maybe that'll motivate me to write some more.
This one doesn't have a name. But I'll just title it Good Day. Hello, good day. How do you do? Might I grab your ear for a moment or two? I have no clue of what the future holds, but when I think of you, my heart it unfolds. Singing songs of love and separation, they fill my heart gladly with infatuation. Daily I dream, and every night I wonder when my dream and reality will no longer be asunder. <laughs>